So the, the Royal Council of Divine Oneness steps forth to address the question of what is the nature of the trap you find yourselves in? It is not exclusive to the two of you. It is a trap for humanity. Mm-hmm. The process of reversing the inverted matrix or of leaving the reality of falsehood behind is and always has been a complex and convoluted journey of dire constraints and prohibitive pathways for many not simply on the earthly plane but in every world this type of dynamic plays out Although it may seem as though it is a challenging time on the planet that is exposing the civilization of humanity to great uh, detriment, risk, and convoluted challenges, it is not bad, nor is it... um, at any type of critical point of devastation. And this is all part of the bifurcation of realities that were originally spoken of by many in the early 2000s. Many of those beings are not here anymore in physical form and are certainly watching from afar, but they knew of the phenomenon that was impending They did not, however, see the way in which it would unfold in the physical world. There was speak of two versions of the planet separating. And on one version, those who did not want to progress or proceed would be left behind. And those who would want to take the next steps in evolution for themselves and for a collective were given the opportunity to dislocate from the denseness of the existing reality and move up. That is what is happening now. The reason why the trap of separation is so convoluted is because technically in the bifurcation process, it is a process of separation. Here we enter into free will and couple that with the organic evolution of Gaia herself. And we find ourselves in a point of great turmoil for many where they see separation as essential. They feel the human aspects of the pain, the grief, and the mourning associated with separation. They understand from a perspective of oneness that the concept of infinity is true and the falseness of separation and duality are yet still being um, physically expressed in many stories and narratives on the physical plane. So the conflict of separation is one that has a false narrative and a true narrative. If you honor the exercising of free will then you will honor their choice to separate. 
if they choose to return, the highest of integrity dictates that you will support them in return. When they bifurcate, you see that choice of separation in the physical playing out. There were many instances, many touch points, and by the forces of the counter, over the years, not ex 14 to 15 years, not exclusively in the last two, where the recruitment agenda was at play in the astral realms, particularly the lower astral realms. The more being was imbuing themselves with fear and doubt and wavering states of uncertainty, the more they would be engaging and infusing their level of consciousness in the lower astral realms. That is where the primary activity of the recruitment into the counter was taking place. This is why beings whose choice innately is to evolve into the new version of Earth have had such a challenging time spending space time with beings who were primarily anchored in the lower astral realms. Because there was a deep violation in the frequency of harmonizing with the new that was taking place as they were integrating with the frequencies of fear. So yes, separation is a trap. However, it is also the foundation of the bifurcation of your two realities. So what do we do? The star tribe of Asteria would like to step forth. Okay. There is a significant level of DNA tampering the natural coils or vortices implanted in the vessel of the human and its surrounding energetic fields that are organic access points, gateways, portals to important spheres of knowingness of that individual are uncoiled in the process of the DNA tampering. If you imagine a spiral coil it begins to elongate and lengthen into a loose spaghetti noodle, thereby gradually eliminating the being's access points to knowingness. They're giving a sense that they have facilities within their vessel that will allow them to operate on these beings in order to repair these coils. Is there something that I need to be doing? Or some process that I need to be aware of to help facilitate that in the physical? The Starseed Alliance has written a document outlining the parameters of our collective involvement in the intervention and assistance on planet earth at this time there are many collectives that are have entered into this agreement this alliance and allow themselves to be 
contacted and worked with in order to assist these beings. There are levels of DNA repair and microcircuit exchange that are necessary for the physical being to recalibrate to a level that will bring them back to resonating at a similar signature energy pattern that they would have had prior to the injections. The recalibration of the physical body in order to bring them back to as close to their signature energy pattern of the original being as possible is essential for the continuation of that sacred contract. Depending on the sacred discipline of these beings, this work is done on them, with them, during states of meditation and sleep. All of this to say that our involvement in the repair of the coils and microcircuitry of the physical vessel as it relates to access points of knowingness is our prerogative. It is our remit. Know that this sort of work is being done. If you see signs of coils or microcircuits presenting when you scan their states of being, know that you can call upon us. However, it is not for you to implement a framework or a strategy that we imply that we are involved in. It is simply for you to know that our help is available if a situation or a case presents in which these symbolic accesses to their highest knowing are tampered with. So to repeat, when you see coils or microcircuitry present in your scanning of their state, know that you can call upon us to assist in those repairs. Is there anything else I should know? The reason why we particularly have come to approach you is because we, meaning them and you, Susan, are engaged in other manumissions together in different worlds. And in the spirit of continued collaboration, they have presented themselves in this world so as to remind you that these various aspects of the operation are at play and being implemented actively. Paladins would like to ask you if you have any questions related to your role as overseer. Am I also the overseer of flame? Yes. That was quick. <laughs> flame of flames or flames? Or both? Most certainly flames of flames. However, you will find that certain flames, twinnings, as well as individuals of pairings, will present on your journey. What's the difference? Of? Flame of twinnings and flame of flames? No, twinnings and something else that you just said. Either the pair of twin will come present to you, or one of the two will come oh, present. Oh, I see. The ones that present to you that are not flames of flames are at this stage in the journey or have been at this stage in the journey 
representative of trigger points to remember so that you can both piece together the stories and the trajectories, the patterns that exist within the experiences of these relationships as they move through their evolutions so as to disseminate this intelligence to the world in a way that will help them reconcile the dramas associated with the human coalescence of intimate affairs. What is that? The way in which they have intimate interactions. (laughs) Oh my god. Would you like to address your resistance in being the overseer of both? (laughs) Yes, go ahead. Where does it originate? I think you guys have given me too much to do. We are about one of a multitude of councils working with you. (laughs) (laughs) What word would you put? To the feeling you have associated with the inundation of work on your plate. There's a couple of <laughs> It's too much. It's overwhelm. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. All founded on one particular sentiment, which is... What what is the sentiment? Um, Why me is the sentiment I'm looking. Okay. Similar to what you have said already today, there was a state of devastation accumulating within you as you witnessed the worlds you created being decimated by a lack of awareness of consciousness. You took it upon yourself to decide whether to continue creating worlds or to walk away from that fundamental role you play in many lineages. You chose not to relinquish your rights and abilities in creating the new out of nothing, particularly the new of celestial beings. It is very important for you to acknowledge that you work with beings who have graduated to a point that allows them to hold space as celestial beings. You have not touched upon this work in this life yet. Gaia is an example of a celestial being's consciousness. It is very important for you to acknowledge that that height of your work is deeply satisfying to you as a being. However, if the world that you create and that is then impregnated with the consciousness of a celestial being is destroyed by the ineffective, inefficient, and detrimental exercising of will, whether it be free or a variant thereof, It becomes a pained experience for you see the death of that celestial entity 
as the framework or construct of the holographic form of that world is slowly but surely decimated. It is not the physical deterioration of the world that you create. It is the spirit of the celestial being that is holding space for that world that is deteriorated as the violations that are happening on her ground become so torturous that the being itself becomes agonized. When you saw that these celestial beings for whom you promised in oath to create physical form for them to express began to feel the agony of violation at the level that deteriorated their will to continue while being housed in a physical form that they could not leave, you began to appreciate the importance of climbing down the rungs of the ladder in order to address the originating causes for the violating choices that were being made on these planets. That is why you find yourself where you are today on that plane. For it is not the sanctity of the physical state of the planet that is your focus. It is her will and the agony that she feels when violated. The current significant violation on Gaia's plane is representative of yet another attempted planetary takeover of which she has experienced many, which has caused great scarring for her. In this attempted planetary takeover, there is a tremendous amount of confusion within the beings on the plane, and this confusion is making it very easy for them to relinquish their sovereignty, Gaia, in this case, relies on the being's access to sovereignty in order to assist her in the co-creation of what you refer to as heaven on earth. The relinquishing of sovereignty diminishes the likelihood of the facilitation of all parts in the expression of heaven on earth on Gaia. You know that it is most beneficial for you to work with the beings of highest caliber who have the most energetic concentration evident in their sacred contracts in order for the potency of those commitments to be acted out so as to assist in the reclaiming of sovereignty in order for these beings to reclaim their connection to their godliness. That is why you. When you say celestial beings, what do you mean? A celestial being is 
representative of very specific types of lineages. These lineages are dedicated specifically to the evolution of celestial beings. Everyone begins at the point of their creation and they go through their evolutionary journeys to return to a full remembering of their infinite selves. However, on this path to remembering, all are able to choose various lines and pathways of specialization. The celestial being is a path of specialization. The being must be able to hold a tremendous amount of space for not only themselves, their truth, and a continuous transmutation of their known by converting unknown into more of their known until they reach a point where they can hold space on a planetary level. A celestial being's primary mandate is to hold space on a planetary level. Celestial beings are very often impregnated into planets that are categorized as experiential planes. The way in which they specialize in their work along their own evolutionary trajectory dictates what signature energy of the planet they are able to imbue. So some signature energy patterns allow for a full degree of free will accessible to the beings on the plane. And there are various variations all the way to no free will available, depending on the path of the celestial being. They have a subset of planets and dynamics on those planets they can choose from when determining the, quote, life design of the celestial being, which is most certainly an elongated timeline structure compared to the short-lived life of the humanoid human. How many <clears throat> celestial beings are there? A myriad. At a certain point, these experiential planes take on lives of their own. However, it is important the creators of these holographic worlds that eventually turn into form to keep a tab, as you say, on them in order to ensure the alignment with the original course. I still don't understand how I'm supposed to know we are these celestial beings if they're not in embodiment. You don't have direct access with these celestial beings. In the form of life that you take on as Susan. The reference to the celestial beings and the construction of worlds out of nothing is a direct response at a high level to the question of why you. Ah, okay. So what am I doing here? Elevating their awareness of the existence of sovereignty so as to support them through the use of free will to evolve. 